0: Do is a demonstration for how we pray for someone, and every half to hour we're going to be ready to go for lunches. Right. Okay, so the miracle question just to give you some background, this is it's amazing. This is um, something that the Lord gave to us last year. Um, in I fact, I'm not going to spend time telling you how, how I received it, but I do know this. Uh, you know, I'm an introvert. Going out to the streets and doing this, I, I felt like an absolute beginner. In fact, it was um, I was dying on the streets. You ever know, felt like that? <laughs> Basically, you know, God is showing me what it feels like for people who, where this doesn't come naturally, how it feels like to walk across to a complete stranger and engage in conversation. Now evangelists will say to you guys, "Okay, I'm going to go over there. Just engage a conversation. Stop talking about Jesus. Okay, pray, pray for them, and you know, get them healed. Tell them about Jesus. Lead them to Jesus. You know, um, without actually understanding how we feel, that just not just talking to the person, but walking across to them. And God was showing you this last year, January of last year. And I was done, just walking across to someone. And then when I opened my mouth, my words started to come out back to front. And I know that doesn't happen with you, but... <laughs> and I was going, kind of like, what is it? what is going on? I feel, I feel awful, I feel terrible. And the Lord made it very clear, I was showing you what it feels like for a lot of people who um, you know, are not gifted in doing this kind of thing because I want you to know how it feels and I want to teach you how to overcome so you can teach others. And then over a the period of time from January the 20th to February the 18th God gave me what I've done it's a miracle question. And three simple questions which I'm going to teach you for a little there And then um, I had an, an incredible encounter with uh, On February 18th, I was standing by my fishing spot, by myself, it was freezing cold, I said Lord, I really need your to do encouragement today, you know, it's good, it's good to ask God to encourage you as well. He wants to encourage you, so I can really do your encouragement. And then I looked, and there was this family from our church, they're farmers, come, um, this couple with their three daughters. Um, Hugh and Alison. Hugh said, Mark, well, we, we're here to encourage you. And right that moment, you know what I needed more than anything right like then was a drink. Okay. I don't want to tell you the story behind me, but what I needed right then was a drink. I said, We're going to buy you a drink. What would you like to drink? Anything you'd like. You God, you're so good. So I went and bought me a drink, which I needed badly. I got the drink. And then um, Alison said to a nine year old daughter, who has this, the most beautiful red Irish curly hair. She's as shy as anything but loves Jesus with all of her heart. And Alison said to her nine-year-old daughter, would you mind praying for mom and asking Jesus to encourage him? I said, Lord, you are amazing. <laughs> so this nine-year-old girl came over to the right side on our outside of the table. She grabs my right arm and quietly begins to pray. So I close my eyes, I'm in middle of the street, close my eyes, and instantly I have an encounter with this divine encounter. It's like heaven opens up. I, I feel the presence of two angels on either side behind me, standing there, and I'm lost in God. They must have realized they just left me there. they left me. they were gone. <laughs> I'm lost in But then for how long? Uh, they want to open my Five minutes later, I was leading something to Jesus. Yeah. Now, this miracle question we used, we've, we've, we've seen thousands led to Jesus. It works everywhere. It works everywhere. And uh, so I, I thought, I went to, so last year I went to uh, Stockholm in Sweden. And I thought, this would be a great place to find out if the miracle question is just a local, regional thing or if God is really doing something with this. And uh, this school of Supernatural Ministry had heard that I was in Stockholm and that I had a free day and asked Mark would you come and teach us? I said sure, I'll come and teach you. And I thought this would be a great place to teach the Miracle Question to see if it works here. So I taught the Miracle Question, we went out to the streets and in fact, went to the place where they do even on the streets. They do even on the streets and stuff like that. Fantastic. So I knew that the folk had been there. The, the place was full of God's presence. Ten men in their mid-twenties were coming towards me. For some reason, I don't know what they feed people in Sweden, but they're pretty tall. You know, and I see these ten guys walking towards me and I'm going, shall I, or shall I? Sorry. I thought, I've got to try this. I said, so I said, I'm hoping they'll speak English, I said, excuse me guys, could I ask you a question? He says, yeah, what is it? There are ten guys surrounding
1: me.
0: I said, okay, <laughs> um, if God could do one miracle in your life right now, what would you ask him to do for you? And a guy up to my right said, that's a big question, So said, I know it is. But let's just say God could answer one prayer for you right now. Person, nothing like the world peace or anything like that, but said, you personally, what would you ask me to do for you? And so I thought, a bit of silence, and I said, okay, what about you? What would you ask me to do? I don't know. You? Don't know? You? Don't know? Don't know? Don't know. Don't know. Don't know. I thought, Lord, please, don't know. I've got to ninth guys and I've got a very painful back. I said, Can I pray for you? But sure. So I didn't. I didn't. Changed my posture, I did close my eyes. And in the same position I was talking to him,
1: and I just began to pray in the name of Jesus. I take authority over back pain. I command
0: all the pain you go, I speak, uh, just release the oil of heaven all over his spine, flexibility and freedom, uh, be released, be healed in Jesus' name. Okay, hey, drop your back out. Just went. And he went, it's gone now. So said, the, the pain is gone, he went to his so friend. said, really? He said, yeah, the pain is gone. I said, guys, and before you go, can I ask you one more question? Sure, I said, if, what do you think would be the greatest miracle God could ever do for you? Someone over here said, that's another big question, so I know it is. But what do you think it would be? What do you think would be the greatest miracle God could ever do for you? So they had a few answers. I said, that's a good answer. That's Children. Yeah, they're a miracle from God. Health, that's really good, for that it comes from God. He wants you to be healthy. But there's something, there's, there's an even greater miracle that God could do for you. Would you mind if I share what it is? So, what is it? Actually, He's already done it, and it's in the form of a gift. It's a very precious and it's a costly gift. And the free gift of God for you is eternal life. Christ Jesus. Have you ever received the free gift of eternal life? And I explained what that was. I said, Have you? He went, No. Have you? No. <coughs> no. 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 Got to the tenth guy. I says, No. He says, None of you? Guys, I want some great news for you. Now, God loves you so much that he sent Jesus to purchase this gift for you. And the reason why it's so precious and costly is because it costs Jesus everything. It says he died on the cross and he paid with his blood in order to bring you to God. He died for our brokenness, our shame, our guilt. all the things that prevent us from knowing God, having a relationship with him, and spending eternity with him, Jesus took all of that on himself, On the third day, God raised Jesus back to life. And now I'm offering this free gift. And I have uh, one of the tools that I have on my phone. And this is worth downloading and using. I don't use it all the time, but sometimes it's it's worth using. And it's it's called Light It's a Painting by Holman Hunt. And maybe many of you have seen this before. And uh, that, I've actually seen this. There's one in um, a chapel in Oxford. There's another one in Westminster Cathedral, which I've seen. This one is life-size. It's a big painting. Painted in the 1850s. It's called Light in the World. It's Jesus knocking the door. The door, it's a beautiful painting. The door is an old door, it's covered with weeds. I went home and unveiled that painting. Um, the public said to Holland it's a beautiful painting Holland but he forgot to paint something on that door that every door has and
1: needs but this door doesn't have
0: and I asked the people when I, when I showed this painting I said can you see what's missing on that door and they looked and said there's no door I said, that's right there's no door hanging but Holland replied there's no mistake because this door represents the life that has been to God, it's covered with wisdom open to Jesus. The door is on the other side. And only the person on the other side of the door can open um, the door of their life to Jesus. And in Revelation 3.20, it's worth memorizing this verse of scripture, says, Jesus says, here I am, I stand at the door knock, and if anyone, and that means anybody, doesn't make the background of the page, who you are, what you have done or haven't done, if anyone, But hear my voice and open the door. I will come in. I will come in if you open the door. And eat with you and you with me. And what Jesus meant by sitting down and eating with you is that eating is relational. That he wants a relationship. We sit down with our friends our loved ones. Um, God wants a relationship with us. He didn't come to be a religion, but a relationship. God wants a relationship with us. And If you will open your heart up to God and begin to follow Him, He will not just give you eternal life, the gift of eternal life, but life in God's fullness now. And I begin to talk about that.
1: And then I said to them,
0: if Jesus was here right now, let's say He was right here in front of us, and He was knocking on the door of your heart, would you open the door and invite Him into your life? I said, if you're willing to receive Jesus in your life and follow Him, would you please step forward? If you're not willing, you're not sure, or you don't want to, could you please step back? Hmm. A group stepped forward, a group stepped back. One man stood that didn't move, and I looked him in the eyes and I said, "What about you? It's okay if you're not ready. If you're not ready, you can step back. There's no pressure." He stepped forward. Five stepped forward. Five stepped back. And the five that stepped forward bowed their heads. as I led them in prayer to receive Jesus into their lives. And then pray for the friend of the Holy Spirit. Once I'd done that, I was on a high, as you can imagine. (laughs) I saw these two women coming towards me straight away. I said, Excuse me, could I ask you a question? Sure, what is it? If God could do one miracle in your life right now, what would you ask him to do for you? The woman on the right told me to share something with me. The woman on the left said, "I'm an atheist, so that's not a problem." Turns to the woman on the right. Could I, could I just say, pray, could I just pray for you quickly? Sure. So I begin to pray for her. As I'm praying for her which, what she's requested, God begins to speak to me. So when I pray, I'm listening. I'm listening to the Holy Spirit at the same time. I find that the Holy Spirit, I really hear the Holy Spirit as I, as I'm praying. I'm listening on on another level to God's voice. And and very often I can hear him speak. But you have to be quick to catch what he's saying. And it could just be, you know, just a a fleeting thought. It could be something very strong, but you have to have faith to step out and and, um, to share. So when I said to God, I stopped and I said, I I really feel God has shown me something about me, very personal, Would you mind if I share this? Okay. What is it? I said, listen, if I'm wrong, would you please forgive me? Because I can get it wrong as well. Okay. I said, do yourself harm. She was shocked. How would you know? The atheist, her friend, said, how do you know that? I said, God loves you so much that he wants to heal you. I believe not just the scars, but the inner scars. So God revealed that, reveal that to, to me because He wants to bring me. He loves me, with all of His heart. Could I please pray for you? Sure, yes. God will show you where her scars were. So I began to pray, my first prayer for Then I said to her, Can I ask you one more question? What do you think would be the greatest miracle God could ever do for you, apart from healing you of those scars, the inner and outer scars? Now I'm letting the atheists listen in to our conversation. <laughs> See so that third question was designed to lead into the gospel, and with that, I began to share the gospel. Do you know what the greatest miracle is? She shared everything. If I share what I believe in, is it, already done. God has already done it for you. It's in the form of a gift. It's very precious. It's costly gift. Remember, when Jesus said this. The Bible says The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. I'm going to ask you, what is a gift not a gift?
1: When it's not free.
0: Or when you have to earn it? Feel like you have to earn it? Pay for it in some way? You know Jesus, Jesus said the well, remember the conversation with the concept of Samaritan woman? When he's asking her for some water? And Jesus said, "If you knew the gift of God, the gift of God, and who it is that asks you for it, you would ask Him, and He would have given you living water that springs up to eternal life." You know, it's by faith we've been saved through grace. It's not like one of ourselves. It's the gift of God. The gift of God. The gift of God. So that no one. Knows we have made the gospel so difficult. Honestly. We've made the gospel so difficult. I've seen Scott using his advantage who could lead who could lead a cat to Jesus. <laughs> lead a person to Jesus who one him. And you may not think that's possible, but I saw him he has a picture, he hasn't got this one. He has another picture of Jesus knocking the door. So, says, me, can I ask you a question? Have you ever seen that picture before? No. Do you know what that is? No. Jesus is not going to do it. to your life? Yeah. Would you like to open your life up to God? And your life? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you
1: know, a minute is leading you to Jesus. Yeah, yeah.
0: We see, life have yeah. People in our church, rows, of people, very broken people, coming into our church. This is simple. So, I sense, uh, as, I'm, as I'm praying for this life, Share the gospel with them. I've got some good news for you. you know, God loves you so much that He sent Jesus to purchase His gift. It's precious and costly because it costs Him everything to He paid in His blood. He died for our brokenness, our shame, the pollution in our life, the survival calls sin that prevents us from knowing God, having a relationship with Him, and spending eternity in heaven. Because heaven, you know, is totally unpolluted. And would you agree that we're polluted, this, this whole world is polluted, we're polluted? And he cannot allow one drop of pollution into his world because it would pollute the whole of heaven. And because he loved you so much, and he wants you to spend eternity with him and to have life in his worlds, he sent his son to heaven. And when Jesus died, and on the third day, he was raised back to life. And now he can offer this gift to you. And Jesus said, here I am, I stand at the door of your heart, I knock. Like, and if you will open the door and let me, know. I will come in. I will, re- I will release the gift of eternal life to you. I will forgive you. I will remove all the pollution that prevents you from having a relationship. I'll give you life and all I want to be your best friend. I want to walk with you. I want to talk with you. I said, if he was here right now, and he's knocking on the door, would you open the door and then he in? She went, yes. She said, yes, I would. She'd never heard that before. Mm. I'd pray. It would be my greatest privilege to pray for you. Could I just lead you in this prayer? And you can pray this prayer with me. You can pray it aloud if you want, or pray in your heart. But you're not praying it to me, you're praying it to Jesus, to God. Would that be okay? Sure. Dear Lord Jesus. <laughs> and I pause because I'm let him repeat it. Just, just said a whole lot in one go, because otherwise don't You won't get a Dear Lord Jesus. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for removing my shame and my guilt. I'm sorry for my sins. Please forgive me. I open the door of my heart to you. I invite you to come into my life. I receive your forgiveness. I receive your love. I receive your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the gift of eternal life. Thank you for something, a prayer like that, simple, it's always different my prayer is always different, every person you know, but something that, that you know, that you can just help them take that step into a relationship with God, and I, and I say so, I just want to pray a quick prayer for you, I said did you pray that prayer did you pray that said, did you pray that prayer did you pray from your heart, okay it's transactions done it's transactions done now I want to pray for you and I pray that God will fill it with the Holy Spirit as I did that I finished praying for her, and I turned to the atheist. I said, "Could I ask you a question?" <laughs>
1: if God could do one miracle in your life today, what would you ask
0: Him to do for you? She said, "I suffer with insomnia, but it's 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 linked to anxiety attacks I have." I said, "Could I pray for you that Jesus would set you free during this yes, please?" <laughs> so
1: so the miracle question
0: if you imagine the miracle question to be like the markings on the road to keep you on track okay It, of themselves are not going to do anything the miracle question they're just three questions I want you to memorize they're like the markings on the road to keep you on track the gospel is the vehicle that will take that person towards Jesus rather right? the gospel is the Power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. The gospel is foolishness to those who are perishing. It doesn't make sense unless the Holy Spirit of God reveals Jesus to the hearts of the mind. The Bible says the man or woman without the Spirit cannot understand the things that come from the Spirit of God because it's foolishness to them. That's why we have to depend on the Holy Spirit who losing in you. He is our partner in this work. And here's the one that reveals the truth to the hearts and minds. When you, <laughs> when I start to, when I start to lead people to Jesus, I'm pinching myself because it's, it's like a sacred moment. It's like heaven is open. I see this person engaging with God, and I can hardly believe what's going on. Honestly, I was feeling that because it is. It is such a transaction. Lives are truly being touched by God. Um, so you need, you need to go with the understanding, the mindset that you are uh, an ambassador, a representative of Jesus. And you're helping people to come to know him, to engage and counter him. So this so the first question. Is, uh,
1: so the vehicle, the gospel
0: is the vehicle, the Holy Spirit is the one that helps navigate around obstacles. The miracle question will help you keep on track and you need to take it as far as it will go. You need to keep going as far as you can go until you can't go any further, right We, we, we sort of like park the car. Um, we could have taken it further, but we haven't. But you need to take the car as far as it will go along this track. So, the miracle questions. The first question is this Excuse me, can I ask you a question? Have you ever been lost and, and asked some of the directions? Well, that's, that's the kind of way that you're going to ask this question. So, the, but when you approach someone, be friendly, smile, don't look you know, terrified or scared. You may be feeling terrified and go, whoa, this person looks scary. That question is designed to um, engage in conversation with someone who wants to stop and speak. Now, the person you've asked that question may not have time to talk. They may have an appointment. They may have a date with someone. (laughs) They may be busy. They may not like the look of you. That's alright, let them go. Smile, let me go. You only want to find someone who has time, who is prepared to speak to you. It, when they stop, they go, they ask the second question really quick. Right? And so, I, so you can do this in such a quick time, so I say, excuse can ask a question short. So, what is it? Okay, if God could do one miracle for you right now, what would you ask him to do? So the question is if God could do one miracle for you right now, what would you ask Him to do for you? The reasoning behind the question is because you're looking for a, an opportunity to, to, to reveal God's goodness, his kindness, his love, his power, his presence. And you can pray for anything. It just doesn't have to be for healing. it could be for situation, it could be, you know, um, it could be, we, we pray for people. Well, I said, well, I need a house. So not a problem, let's pray. Can I pray? Can I just say a quick prayer to be short? Pray that best prayer with authority, believing the person is going to get a house. The next day, they've got, a friend, they've got a house. Because of that, they gave the heart of Jesus. One of the roughest women in, in our town with a history of violence, walk around with a bottle of vodka in the pocket. She was dangerous. That woman had a prayer after of Came to church. Gave a heart to Jesus. Came to church. On a Sunday she came up to me and said, could you please pray for me? My hands. My hands were like rough, like brick. They were split. The bends in the finger. And I prayed. During the week on the street she came up to me. Mark and got my hands. My hands right. begin to soften. So, by that's the outward sign of the inward change, what God's doing to your own heart. He's right. softening your heart. And you want to see what God has done in this woman. So beautiful. So beautiful. Lives transformed. So, you're looking for an opportunity. Remember, I, I love Acts chapter 8. When Philip went down to a in Samaria and said, You're complaining to Christ. Proclaimed Jesus. And when the crowds
1: heard her, heard her and saw the miraculous silence that he did, they all paid close attention
0: to what he had to say. With shrieks, evil spirits came out, many, many cripples and paralytics were healed, and there was great joy in the city. So when, when there's a demonstration, when people encounter God in some way, when they're touched, they're more, more likely to listen to what you've got to say. So, um, that second question is designed to find something. So, I say, um, I can paraphrase that question by saying, if there was one prayer that you can ask God to answer for you right now, what would it be? Nothing, and I'll say, nothing so that will be, but something personal to you right now, something for yours yourself. Oh, one, one man said, a father said this, I had a, a disagreement with my daughter four months ago. She walked out of the house, I haven't seen her since. I don't know where she is, I can't contact her. I'm terribly worried for her. If there was anything that I'd like to pray for, you know, it would be that, that God would do that miracle, that
1: I would be back in contact with her. I said, yeah, I can understand. Can we pray? So I began to pray. I was just praying the general prayer. So I don't change my posture. I just but I pray a real heartfelt prayer. And I listen to
0: it. And as I'm praying that prayer, I hear God's speech. And I stop and say, this is I feel God sent to you. This was on Saturday. I felt God was saying that before next weekend, you're going to be, before next weekend, you're going to be reunited with your daughter. And he looked at me and said, that's really significant next weekend it is her birthday and I kept saying to myself I really want to see it before her birthday I
1: thought okay let's pray I'll walk,
0: please. I thought
1: please I I really prayed. Yes. I pray my really best prayer, God and I
0: pray that they be reunited that everything that you know that reconciliation and healing and everything else and I, this one I got an email on my, that was on Saturday I got an email on Monday like you're not going to believe this That man that we prayed for, he's been reunited with his his daughter phoned to him up. And that man gave his life to Jesus. We've seen seen people who have prayed for, for, um, um, they say, I need work, I need a job. Okay, let's pray. Pray a real heartfelt prayer. Like God will give not just any job, but a great job. And we see those prayers answered. People come back to us after this. We may not be able to take them all the way but but afterwards they will listen again. And uh, I saw one lady called Ruth. Last year she was walking towards us and she was on crutches, her foot was bandaged and she was in pain. She was with her 18, 19 year old daughter. She was in agony. And she was walking so slow that I could see the pain in her face, and so she was walking. And what had, what had happened, as I discovered later, was that she, on St. Patrick's Day last year, she had been drunk, had fallen, and had fractured her heel of her foot. For eight days she was in bed, she was in agony. And she had to get out, because she was in pain. She couldn't walk on her foot. So, um, I was at my fishing spot, which is the bottom outside the town and I was just waiting I'll just wait for her to come closer. And then she came closer to where we stand. I approached her, and I asked the room. I said, excuse me, can I ask you a question? She went, yes. If God could do one miracle for you right now, what would you ask him to do for you? I wasn't looking at a foot which was the obvious thing. Her daughter was going, Mum, your foot, your foot. And she looked at me and said, well, I would ask God to take care of my family and keep them out of trouble. So obviously, been, you know, I could see by the kind of lifestyle that she was, she'd had, a, you know, her family had been in trouble, sons in and out of prison. I thought that would be something I'd pray for as well. Would you mind if I just quickly say a prayer for your, for your family?" Oh, Okay. So I began to pray my best prayer and In that prayer I prayed all the things that I would want to pray for my own sons. Yeah. So after I prayed, she was really touched, she said, thank you so much. I said, now if there was anything else that God could do for you, <laughs> what would you ask him to do for you? <laughs> Mum? your foot, your foot, Oh, what's up with, with your you? foot? I just noticed you're on a crutch table. What's wrong with your foot? And she told me, I said, would you mind if I just quickly pray for your foot? She looked a little bit. She wasn't quite sure how this was going to happen. Go on.
1: So her, her daughter thought this was a bit
0: odd, you know, so she stepped back. I knelt down. Now, this you don't have to lay hands. When you're doing the middle court, if you're walking around doing the middle court, you don't have to lay hands. On the whole, I don't normally lay hands. But only when I think it's appropriate, I mean, you can do anything. You can do it any way that God leads you to do it. Okay, feel free to do it any way. But in this, in this way, I, I just felt appropriate to lay hands. I knelt down, laid my hands very gently on the foot. I prayed. The instant I took my hands away, she swore out loud again. It seems to be a common thing. Okay? <laughs> she swore out loud. And she looked at the daughter and she said, "The pain's gone." So I took her crutch away and said, "Take a step." She took another step. She swore out loud again. She said. I can't believe I can't believe she, she began to tell everyone that was walking by that God had healed her. I said, Ruth, can I ask you a question? What do you think would be the greatest miracle of God could we'll ever do for you? And with that I shared the gospel with her, I led her to Jesus and I said, Ruth, would you mind if I interview you and video your um, you know your story to encourage others? absolutely. So I began to video her. As I was videoing her, Scott was leading her daughter to Jesus in answer to her first prayer. Christ. Some months later, a few months ago, Olivia, thanks. Jesus received to, to Jesus absolutely. And a few months later, her son, her son Ryan gave his heart to Jesus. And Ryan had been in trouble with the police, and had got into trouble before he would become a Christian. But Ryan was like an evangelist, leading so many people to Jesus. Many, many people, friends, people who knew couldn't believe the change in his life. But he'd been in trouble before and he was due to go to court uh, about a month or so ago. Um, he had to go to court. His solicitor said, Ryan, it's not looking good. Because the judge said if he sees you after the game, you're going inside. It's not looking good. But um, because he was on bail and the people who were you know monitoring him had to put a report into the judge, they had a couple of reports. The judge had a couple of reports on this on his table in front of him. And as he read that, he looked at the report. And this came out in the papers. Like an hour in the local papers. said, The judge said this. He looked at me and said, I have not seen such transformational change in an individual as I have for you. He said, young man, if I could, I would come down and shake your hand. He said, I'm not going to send you to prison. I'm going to give you 100 hours of community service to be spent in the course of his husband in our church.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which he was doing anyway.
0: <laughs> he, his, at the time his, you know, his
1: girlfriend was pregnant, they had a child. The child
0: would have been taken to care. That's not happened. He said, we're getting married. They both love God. You know, I've just taken a meeting where he, he's speaking from the Bible, teaching from the Bible. And she's led and his girlfriend and his wife to be led in worship. Incredible change. So the the second question is signed to to show the the power of God. And pray for anything. Pray your best prayer, but pray that God will. So one man said, I've never, well, I've never experienced God. You know, I've gone to church, I've shed this. This yesterday. I've never, I've never encountered God. I said, okay, I, he said, I don't think God exists. Okay, just for conversation's sake. If God was alive, let's say God is alive and He loves you and wants to reveal Himself to you, what would you ask Him to do if you? Well, said, that's easy. I want, I want Him to reveal Himself to me right now. He said, Can I just pray for sure? So I began to pray vital the Holy Spirit. And sometimes when people don't sometimes people don't have um, They don't have something, either because they they don't have something they can think of for you to pray for them, or they don't want to share it with you, then um, sometimes you can say, well, can I just pray that we would encounter God? And some people have. Sometimes they pray they've experienced the presence of God, the power of God, this young man started to feel God's presence. I put my hand on his chest and said, now, Lord Jesus, on Nothing. Knock on the door of his heart, straight away his heart, and He And whoa, whoa, what's that? You know. As I prayed more, I began to speak about what the Father was saying to him, and give some insights. And, and he said, I've got to lie down. He lay down on a on the granite bench, he was completely out of spirit. People think, is he drunk or something? And after a while, he came to his, his head between his legs For another 10 minutes. He said, Whoa, well, I've never experienced that before. And about three weeks later, I was away what I think in Norway, Switzerland, um, and then France. And when I came back on the Sunday night, Michael was in church He said, Mom. I didn't want anyone to tell me, but I wanted to tell myself, I came to church that Sunday. I given my, my heart to Jesus. It's wow. been amazing. I like my parents friends. Because he encountered the living God... People are not looking for religion. They want an experience. They want to know that God is alive and real. They want to know the Jesus you know. When they encounter God, they're more likely to listen. So, um, and then, sometimes, if they don't have, they've not given you something to pray for, you've asked that second question, if God could do one miracle for you right now, what can you ask Him do for you? I don't know. They may have something, but they don't want to tell it at that point, or they're not saying anything. Then I say, okay, can I just ask you? Can I ask you one more question then? What do you think would be the greatest miracle God could ever do for you? And when you ask that question, sometimes they may share something
1: like, "Well, right now
0: my father is seriously ill in the hospital." I said, really? What? Do you mind me asking? You know, what's wrong with him? And then you can say, could I please pray for your father? For God to heal, for God to touch his life? You know, what's his name? And then you begin to pray your best prayer. believing that, you know, the prayer of faith that he or she is going to be healed, whatever. And then I would say to him, can I share with you what I believe the greatest miracle is that God apart from being your father. So the third question is really designed to introduce the gospel. So can, do you mind not sharing what I believe the greatest miracle of God could ever do for you? He's already done it, and it's in the form of a gift. It's a very precious and costly gift. And the free gift of God for you is eternal life in Christ Jesus. Have you ever received that gift? Well, I try to be good. I have you ever received the gift? Remember the Bible says this, to all who believed in him, to all who received him, they gave the right, he gave the right to become children of God. Believing and receiving. Believing can be like Jesus knocking the door you're on the other side. You believe he's dead. But you've not received him. You've not opened the door. And it's like if somebody buys you a gift, you can say thank you, you can acknowledge that the gift has been bought for you, but it's not yours to you open your hands and receive the gift. You have to receive it. If you were to die, sir, would you know that you have eternal life? Would you know that you have that assurance that you're spending eternity with God Or
1: no? I don't think I have. Well, you know what the Bible says. These things are written that you may
0: know that you have eternal life. Did you know that? that we are meant to have that assurance. I hope you all have it. Yeah? To have that assurance that heaven is our hope in eternity. The Father. Amazing. Our life in the surface so brief It's like that. God. Yeah. It's like, like a puff of smoke. But there's a whole eternity kind of, where we're not going to be in pain, suffering, no more tears, no more. Waking up in the morning, makes or pains? How good is that? So, the third question is designed to introduce the gospel. Share it as best you can. If you memorize those three questions. So, the third
1: question is what do you think is the greatest miracle of God? Can and after that, the answer to that question is, you've already done it, and
0: it's in the form of a gift. And the, then you ask, the free gift of God for you is eternal life in Christ Jesus. Have you ever received that gift? And you try to determine whether they have or not. And if they say no, they haven't. Really don't let them off the hook to you found out what it is. So I've got some great news for you. God loves you so much that you sent Jesus to purchase it share the gospel. Jesus died on the cross. He died for our brokenness, our shame, our guilt, our pollution in our life that prevents us from knowing God and having a relationship with Him. And on the third day, God raised Jesus back to life, and now He can offer us this gift. He stands at the door of your heart, He's knocking. He says, if you'll open the door and allow me into your life, I want to have a relationship
1: with
0: you. I want to give you not just eternal life. But life of God's fullness now might be your best friend. And prayer is talking with God. And when we walk with Him and talk to Him, to know that we've been created, to have fellowship with Him, it's the most amazing, uh, most fulfilling experience you could ever have in your life. Would you open your heart to Him? If He's here right now, if Jesus is here right now, knocking the door of your heart, would you open the door and then... And we're praying in let them know. So, one, one woman said to me, I don't think I could. I said, Why would you, would you mind if I asked, Why not? I thought she sure, should exist. I said, so I don't think I could trust anyone. I said, Well, I understand that. They can not just pray for you that whatever it is that's preventing you from doing that, God will help you? She went, Okay. So, I began to pray, and then God spoke to me. And because she was with a man who um, I didn't know how much this man knew. So when God gives you words of knowledge, you have to be wise in how you share those words. So I just said to her, this is what I believe God is saying to me. that At the age of eight, you had something happen to you that caused great disappointment in your heart. And from that moment you have not been able to trust anyone. And I, God has shown me what happened to her but I wasn't going to share all of it. I didn't know how much this man knew. But I shared enough to, to let her know that God knew, and that I knew. She didn't show any emotion, she didn't take her eyes off me. I said, let me ask you again. If Jesus was here right now, knocking on the door of your heart, would you open the door and him? She went, Yes, I would. So I led her to Jesus. I prayed for it to be filled with the Holy Spirit. She looked at me and said, how did you know what happened to me at the age of age? Mm-hmm. And she and her partner have been in church ever since. Bowled over. But God knows them and cares for them and loves them. You know, so, right, we've got a few minutes. Any questions? Oh, and, before, and, and what we do, so I've got to say this, right? Now, I usually I have these packs. I normally carry them in a bag. If I have those packs. I don't carry it round my hand. And what I do, when I've led them to Jesus, I say to them, I've got a gift for you. Right, it's another gift for you. I bring them out and I tell them it's a um, it's a Bible, it's a Gospel, isn't it?
1: Gospel of John, yeah. It's a Gospel of Genesis. it's a Gospel of John.
0: There's an everyday with Jesus for you believers.
1: There's a letter from us,
0: from the church. And we'd love to stay connected with you. And I, as I'm, you know, giving this to, I open it up. pull out Connect the Connect card, which is so much better than our Connect card. I want to pinch this afternoon this, send it home. I um, said, so we'd love to stay connected with you, and if you're happy for us to do that, could you please fill out this card? And you know, someone from the church will send you like a text message or an email. Would that be okay? I just and I've got a pen ready. I give them just just for that as much information as you feel comfortable giving. Give them the pack, take that, and within twenty four hours or however long, (laughs) someone will contact. Okay, the sooner, the better. Okay, right. Any questions? Yes.
1: No, so, so what I do,
0: what I do is I
1: don't. I just say. Could you say the question? Sorry. Could you say the question? Yes. Yeah, so
0: if they're not ready, if they're not ready to give their their, their hearts to Jesus, would you um, hand them the trap? No. But what I do, I you know, um, when I'm in Coleraine, we have these cards that say "Come as you are," and it's like a just an invitation. As there's times of the service in the church. I said, that's, no, that's not a problem at all. I'll be proud of you. Listen, love you. Listen, just come pay us a visit. Even if it's for coffee don't <laughs> and Come
1: as you are, we'd love to see you.
0: While you're exploring faith and running over some more, just come. Give and let go a smile. Some people in Coleraine have heard the miracle question six times. Honestly, I met this person. <laughs> Said, this is the sixth time I've heard this. It's a really great one. You know, can I just ask him if God could do one thing for you right now? <laughs> I said, Did God answer those other, the other times they asked I said, did they, And did they ask you this question? What do you think is the greatest miracle God could ever do for you? He said, oh, I can't remember. But what do you think he really that, And after sixth time, hearing <laughs> the gospel, they opened the hearts to Jesus doesn't matter. I always leave them in a good place. Leave them in a place of faith. Never argue with someone. Leave them in a place of faith because you're opening the way for another Christian or for God to speak into their life another time and maybe they'll leave you again. Okay? Any other questions? Because i I just remember I've got to demonstrate. And um, who, who on
1: this occasion we
0: give the connection past that? Give to Stephen or to... Uh,
1: Stephen? Yes yeah me or anyone part of Ballam Vineyard Church just stand up just or wave a hand anyone here Henry Sarah Joe uh, and there'll be a few people anyone from the, the Ballam Hots team
0: you can give, give it to them or hold on to it and give it to us when we come back here so i can tell you this just is another thing there's a couple of ways of doing this when you're on the street you can either wander around what we're going to do for those who are doing the miracle question we're going to wander around in pairs. Okay, so you can pair up and wander around. One person will start talking, Another person will just smile, it would be praying, you know, and help if you really get stuck. You know, if you really get stuck. Turn and say, what do you think? You know? Right? So don't worry about it. Don't oh gosh, What's that other question? I've forgotten, you know. Don't worry. Go as far as you possibly can go. Share the gospel. Share God's love. Tell them how much God loves them at least. Leave them in a great place, right? So
1: you can wander around and do that. But what I was saying
0: is, we had, you know, we had leadership sessions in Colorado. we have leaders coming, and uh, I think we had uh, hundred and fifty leaders just recently. And we we taught the miracle question. I said this to them, and we took them out on the streets. I said, listen, we with such a limited amount of time on the street, I mean, a short space of time. Don't I? On this occasion, I don't want to be to be thinking. Lord, who do you want me to speak to? I want you to ask everyone that goes by. Doesn't just ask them the question, the first question? And you will, you will, today, pray for people, and today you will lead people to Jesus. And they did. If you, and you've got to be bold.
1: I know it's it's hard, and you're going to feel, but I want to tell you, it is the most amazing thing
0: to bear the prayer. And, and people get healed And frankly, People encounter God and share the gospel, show them how they can take that step into relationship with Him. You know, and what a privilege it is to acknowledge Jesus, to make it known to those outside. Jesus said, whoever acknowledges me before men, I will acknowledge before my Father in heaven. And as you are sharing Jesus with others, Jesus tells the Father about you. He turns his face towards you and you start coming alive. When you feel his face shining on you, you know that is the best place to be in the world. yes. Saying, okay, can I just pray for you? Right? See, so don't, don't get into line you, You're going to you'll be thinking in your mind, like, I'm going to pray for this person one way or the other. Either they're going to let me pray or they're going to run. But I'm going to pray. I just tell them about God's love. Tell them of God's love. Don't argue. Won't get into the argument. Don't be angry. Just think about how Jesus would feel towards them because a, a lot of people that are angry have a lot of brokenness and hurt but some people want to argue just, you know let the Holy Spirit teach you it's a learning it's a learning for all of us how, how do we you know, and, and it's like the miracle question is like driving a car how many of you uh, remember how many of you can drive first of all hands up okay Right, as most of us, how do you remember your first lesson? <laughs> Was it like you jump into the car, the driving instructor, there, and you go, your, your mind is, is like, whoa, there's mirrors, there's controls, you know, what does this do? <laughs> and, like, and then you've got to start the engine up and, and you've got to go, and it's like when you start, the, the car starts a kangaroo, you stall the car, and you go, oh no, how am I ever going to learn to drive this thing? And now you get in the car, and you hardly think about it. Yeah. It's like a miracle question. You, you learn, so don't say so persevere, right? Don't worry. Just think, oh gosh, that's I just stalled the car, don't worry. Start up again and get going, right? So don't worry. Yes, some of them, yes? You have a good to leave the street car. Yes. And you the fact that you can't actually guarantee that everything will be wrong to promise you. Yes. Rather than setting
1: yourself up for that, like, what are
0: um, Well, the band that says healing is not making a promise of anything, it's just making a statement that we believe in healing. You know, it's making it very clear we believe in (laughs) healing. No, it's not, it's never been a problem. How do you someone that's
1: instantly Sorry? Right, so what I would say is this. Now, there's no sign of
0: healing. Doesn't you know, God loves you, it. it doesn't mean you're not going to be healed. Because sometimes it could be changes happening in your body. It you can't be seen, you can't feel it. Um, and it may happen as you go away. You may actually begin to experience something as you leave. It may happen instantly, gradually. You may wake up tomorrow and find yourself healed. We're praying for a woman with her, her left leg was so bowed out. It's a good job. The right leg is so bowed out. But really bowed out like this. We prayed for her on Sunday night. No change at all. She woke up in the morning, Monday morning, and let her straight. You know? So just leave them in a place of faith. Because healing doesn't, you know, you see people were healed as they went. So the lepers were healed as they went. And Jesus didn't touch them from a distance as they went from okay? healed. We're going over time quickly, and then we're going to just do a quick demonstration. You go Sorry. <laughs> Yes. So, so what I would do. So, would you go to the third question if they weren't healed? So you pray for them, and let's just say, and after I pray, say, can, do you? Is there any change in you? Let's say. Well, I'm not sure. Um, I don't think so. So that's okay. Could could I just ask one more question? Right? Don't worry about that. Or you can say to them, Well, that's right. Sometimes it takes. You know, explain to them be a process, you may not feel it right now but it can happen later and, um, you know and let us know, we'd love to hear about how, if you were healed or not but can I ask you one more question and then go straight to the third question right. so don't let it put you off and, and believe that God's, God has touched them because when you pray the prayer of faith telling them about God's love, they're experiencing more than you know there's another question back. Sorry? Lots of your testimonies are amazing because things might not happen there that you hear afterwards. Yeah. How do you guard your heart if you're not seeing it happening and you don't hear it Yeah. So one point so I refuse to be discouraged. So Paul, you know, Jesus God said to Joshua, be strong and courageous, be strong and very courageous. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be discouraged. Do not be terrified. And that, that's my personal prayer. So I refuse discouragement. I refuse terror. And, and in, in the midst of fear, I will be courageous. I will be very courageous at times. Okay? So, so just don't, don't allow the discouragement. You need to keep pressing to keep pressing in. Believe. Despite what everything is telling you around you believe God you will see you will see a breakthrough Yes. Live in sin yes. I'm going to uh, tell them you can go to the people that's been faithful for you. So someone is is living a sinful life. Mm-hmm. As a Christian. As a Christian. Well, I I would say that that um, it's not, not for me to judge say that in the the presence of God in those situations they won't be able to remain in that kind of place because so God begins to expose bring stuff to the surface when you're in that kind of environment. That's all I can say. And God deal you know and and God God can work through anyone even someone in sin. God his purposes can be worked out. I've seen it happen. All we can do is, you know, I can't look after someone else's walk of God. They need each person has to take care of their own walk of God. It's your own walk. And I, I wouldn't know why someone who's living in the city would want to be on the streets because yes, and then we're gonna do some yes. I mean, you know, sometimes we sometimes we I mean, there's times when people sit in the chairs and sometimes they say I mean, their lives are a mess their lives are a mess this is the grace of God some people come and they say I don't believe in God we say, not a problem, take a seat it's not an issue for us you know, take a seat some people say, "Well, I have no faith in God at all. I have no faith. It's not a problem. To take a seat." Mm. Some people say, "I'm angry with God." We say, "We understand. Take a seat." And when they encounter God, everything changes, you know. And it may be, it may be that God would say, you know, it has happened where God's there's unforgiveness with a family member, for a sister or a brother. We've shared that. But on the whole, this ministry is a ministry of grace and mercy. His kindness leads to repentance, and we know lives are messed up, and we 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 show God, we show people His love first, and they go, but why, why would God do that? My life, my life is so messed up. You know, the way I feel towards other, you know. This is a this is a ministry of of grace and mercy. Okay? Darkness invade the light. Some of or a feeling of How I think Well again, again,
1: this, the greater the revelation you have,
0: the less that's going to affect you. Because remember Jesus said, I give you authority, trample states and score overcome all the power of the evil one. Nothing at all shall harm you. This is what the Bible says. Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil. He will flee. Draw near to God he will draw near to you. He that's in you is greater than he that's in the world. Um, we're light. We're salt. We're yeast. We affect the darkness. We affect the enemy, not the other way around. We shouldn't be if, if there is sin in your life, willful sin, then obviously that's going to affect you. Because you're giving, you know, the enemy some place, but in your spirit there's nothing that the enemy can do there, but you have a soul, emotions, a mind and a body. Okay. So we keep short accounts of God. And, but it shouldn't be fear, the enemy seeks to put fear. The enemy seeks to tell you, don't touch that person, because what's on them will come on you. But it's not the other way around.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. I was wondering um, an answers that we don't expect, such as they said they want to win the lottery. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, 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 so I, I said, can I just pray? I know, I know. So I not listen <laughs> to I said, can I just pray? So far, I just thank you so much for John. Yeah. God, I just pray for financial
0: stability for him. I pray that he'll give him, you know, a, a wage increase, I pray, that or a job that, that he will uh, find fulfilling and will meet every need that he has. Father, thank you. Would you just, you know, pour out your goodness into Father, thank you in Jesus' name. You, don't have to pray for, you know, we've, we've, we've had some people have asked and said, yeah, you can pray for, like, that I you know beautiful woman or something I mean just so I say, can I just pray for you just and uh, we pray we pray the, the right the mind of Christ
1: in that situation. So don't use some people but they give you permission to pray. Pray your best prayer. And we've got to, we've got
0: to, we've got to just because we've got to get, yes. Say, new, yeah we're gonna do it separately as well. Do you know? Because because the great thing is, the miracle question you can use anywhere so you can actually, even when you're doing healing on the street, so there's going to be a group doing the miracle question, because not everyone can do, there's too many of us to do hot spot, so we're going to split up, we're going to meet together first and we're going to pray together and then there's a group of us that will go off do the miracle question in pairs, but those that are doing hots can use the miracle question while you're there so you can do it while you're standing and also on while people because it's great. So you, you just finished praying for someone on the chair. You say, "Could you
1: might ask a question? What do you think is the greatest
0: miracle God can do for you, yeah. apart from healing you of yeah. this or... Because this really is a time for leading people to Jesus. Yeah. It is. So okay. Right. Well, I'm sorry we've gone over time. So we're going to have a shorter one. But I, I need to demonstrate this now. So what we're going to do is. Um, um, Let's see. I'm going to do this now. Okay. What What I do is how many? Who here has back problems, back pain? Such a common. Yeah. I'm not going to pressure. I'm not to back problem. Back problem. Back problem, problem. Okay. And um, have you ever had your legs lengthened or legs checked? Or you have. You had. You had it. it. Alright. Yes. Can we pray for you? Come on, come on. Like come out. Now I do this. This is like one-on-one. We pray for absolutely anything, but I do this everywhere I go. Some people think that's the only thing I do. I don't care about that. So yes, come on up. Come on up. You take a seat there, later, so. so guys, if you if you've never seen this before, I want you to come out. So this is basic basic training about how we pray, okay. um, I want to show you how to pray for yes. backs yes. and legs to grow, so I don't know if we're going to check Rayling's legs in a moment, okay, so come close, now, so, um, if you like to gather around, so, I'm just doing this for demonstration purposes, normally, what so, um, there would be, like, between two to four women praying for railing and, um, so you so found your name, right? And, um, Come up on the stage. What's your right. Come in? up on the stage. 55, <laughs> <laughs> okay. And uh, how long have you have? 10 minutes. Um, 10 okay. minutes, okay. Right, so if you, if you can sit your foot straight back in the chair, that's square. Okay, move your knees this way a bit. Okay, great. Right. I can. I can already guess that this leg here is shorter, right. just by by your leg so um, this one I'll show you do. If someone a don't yank your legs off. See can you see that? Mm-hmm. So those of you who can't see this sky. can you see this here? Can you see that? Yeah. you see it? You want to see this special. time. the